to mixed messages looks like we're gonna keep doing this thing yeah we are <laughs> it's happening i love it Alyssa and i here again on this day and this night to talk about another topic uh that we feel is gonna really get under the skin uh, it's all i can think of uh, Alyssa, what do you think i am nervous and <laughs> excited to talk about this but before we talk about things i don't know if this is awkward on our podcast but i'm just want to check in on how you're doing tonight Mm. So you got some stuff. It's actually relevant to our podcast, even mm. what's mm. going on. And it's it's extreme and kind of mm. random and right. um and I love you, you're my friend, and I don't want any mixed messages right. on our mixed messages podcast. No, I'm really so. glad you called me on that. So anyway, yes, thank you for asking. Yeah, um that's so why I am grieving a friend right now, uh, that I just lost in the last month. He's a dear friend of twenty five years. Um his name is Zach Lipson. He was a creative force to reckon with and uh, one of the best friends I think I could have. Mm, you're just giving the facts, but yeah. this is like, this is your brother. You know, your heart is shattered. I am heartbroken right now. And, and I think it's really, yeah, thanks. I mean, it feels really spot on to bring it up. And, and you know, um, it's been traumatic to try to reconcile the idea that my friend was stabbed by a knife. I mean, that's a, Many times until he was dead. Of, um, right. I mean, there's no explaining anything you like can't, this, you right? Can't even, I mean, you don't even have like a a practice moment in your life where you envision something like this in your head. We were day to day. Yeah. Right. Selfishly, as a human being, I can say, "Holy shit! I just lost a major ally." Yeah. I can just say, "I lost a major asset." Mm-hmm. I can just say, um, "I lost a kindred spirit." Yeah, it's eerie for me. I, you know, we're we're hyper creatives, so we we want this perfect logo for mixed messages, right, and and right. he the last one he spun out before this happened. I was like, that's perfect, and then less than twenty four hours later, he's gone. It's well, I didn't hardcore. expect to spend the rest of my life without him. Right? I mean, that's that's right. a, that's a new. We don't thing. we don't think about that with our people all the time, yeah. and it does sort of go into our topic for the night. You yeah. know, when is it? time to let go mm-hmm. of a relationship at different phases and I'm you know the ultimate scary one is is somebody being letting go by being gone yeah completely dying, dying. Yeah, it's like yeah. we already uncovered our very first one in the right. show because yeah. death is absolutely the definitive uh, let go moment and right. you have to go through that yeah. yeah, our conversation will, will be heavy tonight, but we're gonna make it light, anyways. Yeah. With our stories. And, Zach would um, want that. He's he's, <laughs> he's he's. I know he's here with us, and he's he's been a big contributor to the show already before he left, and so uh, yeah, he he would want us to really just come bright and, and come with our light. So let's do it. Okay, great. Um, all right, we'll take the reins a little bit here. Sure. So Heath, you and I were talking about, you know, when do we let go? When do you let go of somebody? And it shows up at different times, right? It's it could be you just met somebody and you've been on a bunch of dates and you see some red flags but you see some green flags mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then there's the you know you're a couple years in 
you know, you're going to keep going. You, ha- you have that conversation, like what, mm-hmm. what's happening next? Or, you know, do you let go? Do you keep going? Yeah, those itches or whatever they call them, right? Like the three-year itch or the one-year itch. Right. Is that way you kind of do a check-in and say, yeah. is this, are we still on? Is this still happening? Right, you know? and then there's, you know, people get divorced after 20 years of marriage. Right, there's that So version. how does that happen? And then yeah. maybe, um, maybe we can even have uh dip into the conversation of why don't you let go and, right. and when do you stay and so that's yeah i'd, l- I'd love to teeter-totter <laughs> on that conversation yeah, i think so uh, yeah light <laughs> light conversations yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> just keeping it light here tonight on everybody's behalf um, like right yeah and so, so it applies to all of us there's a point in life when you have to think to yourself when's enough enough right like when is us not being together the yeah. right choice so right. one mm-hmm. of the things that you've said to me, it's like, you know, some relationships are a season. What, how long is the season? I believe love comes in a moment, a season, or a lifetime. I love that. And we cannot guarantee it. And this is not a moment, season, or reason bullshit. That was like something <laughs> that went off and spun off out of control. I'm saying, no, this is very clearly you stumble into love in a moment, a season, or a lifetime. Or, or they lost, all or have a reason. That's yeah. the point. It's not the reason at the end. They all have a reason, right? And so those reasons will reveal themselves and they're all meant to be celebrated. And I think they all grandfather in that experience we talked about before, right? right? And so you you can have a moment with somebody even, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it could last 48 hours. Right. Last twenty four hours, it could last seventeen on a train. Like when you <laughs> want to do all the fancy black and white movies yeah. and love affairs in Paris, right? You get like seventy two hours. I mean, who's not going to fantasize about? Oh my God, I just met one of the greatest lovers of my life, right. and just went off on a spin off love affair for seventy two hours that. from a plane to the Eiffel Tower. Like we know what that might look right. like in all of our little fantasy world, right? Exactly. Then there's the season where like, you know, you're taking both each other's kids to the soccer field and you're, you know, throwing each other's kids up on your shoulder and or whether you're single, you're doing other things that are, you know, all <laughs> seasonal, right? I'm just saying right, like, yeah. I'm just putting the family <laughs> side to the personal side of, you know, yeah, you're you're jumping out of airplanes together and trusting each other more or whatever. Seasons, moments or lifetimes. Right. You know, you and I talk about each other's different relationships. And what I love about talking to you about them is you never badmouth any of them. You always say, like, okay, this is how it played out, and this is what it meant, and this is what I learned. This is this is how you appropriate your relationships. And I think that's a very mature, leveled-up way. And um, I think that's one of the levels we connect on. But, um, yeah, you're the same way, right? Like yeah. uh, anytime. Yeah. I'm going to take the reins for a second here. Take the reins. <laughs> Just for a second. Just here. Go, go, go. You know, he's a little tender tonight. <laughs> right. I'm going to mama him there for you a go. second here. There you go. Um, can you tell me about one of your relationships, like a synopsis that was, whether it was a season or a year, and maybe sort of comb out? Why it was time to let it go. Where there was, an, where there was an go. end. Yeah. Ah, that's Ew. why we're here. Oh, Ew. it's like slime. it's not slime because <laughs> it's like actually really kind of a beautiful, graceful, <laughs> supposed yeah. smart decision, but it feels slimy <laughs> to have to be the one. Yeah, do you yeah, mind? Yeah, no, I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind. I would I'll love do that. it. Yeah, I love that, these that's, conversations. That's awesome. I do too. So I got to fall in love with a woman named Gina Kim, an artist and a producer and a an amazing woman that I met in New York City. We had about a three-year, you know, run, I would say, you know, from dating to getting engaged to breaking up. 
Okay. You know, and, I think a lot yeah. of us have those. Mm-hmm. So was there like reasons and? You know, it's fascinating. It's like you know, we we definitely it was 2008 when we were kind of in the peak of her moving down to Florida from New York City. She's a New York girl, so she's coming from the city to like some suburb in Florida, and mm-hmm. that's just enough in its own right. 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 Oh my gosh. She's yeah. now deciding to marry a man who has two young children. Right. It were like these young boys, and with that, you know, Judy, she was with us at that time as well, and so Judy's you know. Your it's his fairy I godmother. Mean, yeah, exactly. I call her the uh, Trinidadian Mary Poppins. I'm not sure she likes the reference, but I can't say it any other way. She came in and rescued me as a single dad and us as the boys and mm-hmm. really um, loved us through the years. So anyway, so Gina came and she inherited me, two young kids, a four-year-old and a six-year-old, you know, mm-hmm. and Judy. And then Judy's daughter was with us at the time, oh, too. Wow. So she so had a whole crew. We had a whole crew, right? <laughs> She's coming down. She had no baggage. Trying <laughs> to be the queen of the domain. <laughs> and, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, do that power exchange and that balance. And so, and then the crash happened and I got laid off from a career job. And, you know, right. there was so many circumstances that showed up for us. But that's not really why I broke up. But So of, she did actually move down to Florida. So she moved down to Florida okay. and uh, we got her the ring and uh, she accepted. And her mom came oh, down and helped her move. That. Yeah, like oh, I actually that got deep? engaged. Yeah, okay, right. Okay. And uh, and at, at that point, I was young enough that I was you know really considering having more children. Wanted and she was a good cook. You know, she was a, a that was call. a big that was a big win. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, yeah. I can I can live with this, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and so uh, so it, it was funny though. The way it ended was I was kind of the last to know. I Ooh, think right, which is uh, always I'm so <laughs> interested in that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, not maybe we any, can get matching hats that right? say last. last to know. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, we could add that one. Um, you know, not through anything necessarily scandalous, but she had made up her mind before we had kind of agreed that this was going to happen. And so I was, I had just kind of got back on my feet professionally. Um, she'd really been carrying some weight that I had never expected her to have to carry for me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was at that time, really, to be honest, on, you know, 20 bucks a week allowance and, and jumping turnstiles to get to the office in New York City to try to recreate myself. So it was right. very edgy, uh, you know, the entire economic crash, just, you know, I was there, right, at the yeah. you know, ground zero of that. And so had a great fortune of getting back on my feet. I'm in Chicago. I'm starting the new job, building out one of the biggest, the biggest cruise ship in the world, you know, and I'm in Chicago with all these technicians and technologists and we're about ready to do something fantastic and I'm feeling good about myself and there's going to be money in the bank here pretty soon and I'm heading down the airport and I call up and I'm like, hey baby, I'm coming home and she's like, well, you know, you always do have a place here if you need it. Wait, what? No, when you say gutted, I definitely felt gutted in the airport. And I wasn't. You're like, excuse me? I honestly wasn't as graceful as I would have liked to be. I literally did a, are you fucking kidding me in the middle of the airport? Like, is this what, are you saying that? Right? Although I remember it now as like really kind of one of the most honest, pure. Did you have any warning signs? Of course. I mean, the whole shit show. I mean, we were great. We were comfortable together. We were happy together. We were a good team. But nonetheless, it's a culture definitely played into it. I think she came from, she was Korean and is Korean and came from a culture whereby if, you know, if the dad's out of work for any more than four months, five months, he's like going and working at 7-Eleven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just to bring home any paycheck. Right. Right. And I came from, if I hit rock bottom, I got to come all the way back up again. It may not look pretty, but you know, I I can't go there or I won't get back here. Right. So you were, you just had very different styles of dealing with life. It sounds like. Yeah. Life was thrown at us. I mean, right. Life happens. Life happens. And, uh, and so she moved back to New York and I stayed in Florida. So it was, it was that, it was our conversation or it was literally... So we did. It was really actually, again, like I think it was such a clean cut because like once I got through the whole WTF, you know, mm-hmm. um, moment of it and, you know, all my, my story and, you know, uh, anger 
about hearing it that way and, and how I felt like we were, you know, we were more than that for me to hear it in the airport on the way back and some casual, I'm dropping you the bomb. But, you know, I kind of got that that was really the only way we could do it because we were very tender with each other. And I think that's what really made us special is, is that she's tender and I'm tender even though we're bold. And I think what, what we discovered was, I mean, there was a cultural difference that we were experiencing. There was also the, the fact that she thought she wanted to get married and have babies. And when, when she got with me and knew that that was a possibility, she thought, wait, maybe I don't want that. Right? And so that was a great breakthrough for her because, you know, she... Oh, because she, she got to experience what it was like what to it was have like children. To actually know what it was like to have children, but also okay. to know that she had a man who was like, okay, I'm all in. Let's go. Let's have some babies. Right. right? And so then kind of called sudden, her bluff. I guess so. I mean, I don't think she knew it was her bluff, right, in all fairness. So it sounds like in lifestyle pacing or... Yeah, what is that? I don't, it's, it's I don't know, right? I don't Ooh, know. Let's play, we'll play with that a little bit. Yeah. It'll come to us. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's heritage, I think. Heritage, heritage is a really heritage. good strong word for that, Ooh, right? That's and a so good one. Heritage is where you come yeah. from. I'm a Midwestern boy by nature. Right. Born in, born in you know, Missouri, raised in Idaho. I've got a kind of mountain man, Midwestern man mix, right? Yeah. Blend that with a metropolitan, you know, Americanized Korean woman from a first generation above her, you okay. know, yeah, uh, kind of thing, right? That, that whole, I mean, we didn't know what that would look like. And luckily they accepted me. So we had that moment where it was like, you know, I'm sitting at their house in New Jersey and we're having dinner and it's like, I'm going to be the new husband and Gina's picked and everybody's happy. And, you know, it's time to get busy and start making grandbabies and things like that. Right. Yeah. Which was very brave of me at the time, I think too, because I, I don't even know what I was thinking. I mean, like, what the heck was I thinking? Maybe you weren't. Maybe you were just feeling. <laughs> I guess I was really Maybe. just feeling. So, yeah. So we went with that, and we played it out to the max. And then it really catapulted her also. She really realizes that she really didn't want to be a wife yet, right? She really wasn't really interested in being, like, a full-blown wife and mother and a house woman yet. She knew she could do it. She, she tested all those waters with me in the dating process, so it looked like we could play house, and we could have, right? You can see your truth. That's right. And in her case, it sounds like, you know, maybe you showed her some truth that she thought she wanted. Maybe that was based on heritage. I think we both were like kind of, yeah, we helped resolve the mixed messages we were sending to ourselves. I hate to be oh, cliche so and good. bring it into the show, right? No, no, no. But, <laughs> it's but like really we good. were telling ourselves, yeah. hey, I want to get married and create the second family or I want right. to get married and have my children and this guy looks like he'll work hard for me and, you know, and, and you know, we had we had what we needed to to make the ingredients of what right. looked like it could have been another, you know, kind of instant. Could have been that could story. Could have been our story, yeah. right? And then I think what we both realized and the courage of breaking up, to be honest, you know, because we could have just all of a sudden our parents know, you know, we could have gotten prideful about it maybe in principle than just forced ourselves and got all the way to the wedding vows and, and had a miserable honeymoon or I don't even know, right? Yeah. I'm just so glad we did break up in that sense. And I think we've, you know, we've, we have high respect for each other and we're still friends today. That's that's very cool. And that that's a lovely breakup story. We don't get to hear those very often. You don't get to hear them as often. Right? I'm <laughs> no. sure there was more sloppiness in there than I'm, <laughs> than I'm saying, but I think she would agree. Uh, we yeah. were pretty clean about it, and she helped me grow in so many ways, and I think I helped her grow in a lot of ways. And so we were able to, you know, and that relationships come in a moment, season, or a lifetime. I mean, we had a really good, strong season. And when I look back on my timeline of, of relationships and people I know, there is that sort of two-year mark. I feel like that is a marker. Where it's like, yeah, okay. I think we're like two years, eight months now because the two year marker came up, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I cool. mean, which brings up this topic, right? I mean, it brings up like having being able to sit down and go, you know, are is this where we're supposed to be? Is are we doing what we need to do for each other to make this work, right? And I think in her case, 
it was very clear that we were lying to ourselves about what we thought we wanted. We were going oh for gosh. a very conventional world where we thought this was what was expected <laughs> of us. And, right. we, and we bought it, hook, line, uh -huh. and sinker. But we wanted to be kind of the John and Yoko you know, version of it of our own. Yeah, so I think then uh, when we are brave enough or um, aware enough to let go of a relationship when it's time really is up, that, that, that there's gifts in that. Because we often think of relationships in this really dark, sad way, you know, and, and there, we can easily talk about the grieving of it, but you're talking about a celebration that came out of being, being aware, both of you being aware and being um, very mindful about, about it and that it propelled you into your next phase in life that you actually needed to let go of her to get to. I couldn't agree with you more. I totally agree. There was some. So that's yeah, kind of cool. That's like a magical piece. Hey, that, that I just kind of flopped out of the table. <laughs> <laughs> that's really actually that's I that's really too. good. Yeah, yeah. I hope we all can get better at that, right? I mean, I think that's That'd even be great. You know, it doesn't have to be shameful. It can right. always be painful grief. I mean, we started the show with my grief with loss of my friend, but we all know, you know, the, love and loss, right? You yeah. know, and so. You can start grieving a breakup before it's even happened. Oh, right? I think that's common. Yeah. Right. When you kind of know that it's going in yeah, that direction. And you're just trying. And now you're just Ugh. trying to keep it together. Right. Oh, and, I hate and that feeling. And, right. Don't you, though? <laughs> everyone's, I think everyone's been there. I, I think everyone's been there. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I remember Robin Williams, I'm not going to quote him perfectly, but, you know, he'd mentioned there's nothing more lonely than being lonely with somebody else. Right. Yeah, and it's so the worst. it's just the worst. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and, you know, I think we all like to be understood and i believe that we all want to be fully utilized in our lives and our love affairs are a part of that right yeah, and absolutely. so you know i think um okay yeah. so that's like the two-year mark there was a two-year mark you know how about you Alyssa? i mean you have like a what about the the short form dating short version form. the six week or yeah i've got do you, do you i anything? got about 3.4 million of those stories, <laughs> which one do you want to hear that's hilarious that's so awesome you're so awesome thank you for that i don't know how that. awesome that is i'm not feeling awesome about it but. no it's good but let's well, yeah let's yeah. take us down that lane okay. for a second. so i'm gonna go back to when i lived in boston and I was single. Um, this was before my second marriage. And I met this incredibly successful, sexy, gorgeous Indian man who had, he was tall and he had green eyes. And he was just like mouth watering gorgeous. You know, what, what was sort of neat about Raj is, is Raj's story unfolded slowly. He didn't lead with all his cards, mm. which I talked about in the last. Uh, mm -hmm. last episode mm -hmm. how I love that part of our conversation yeah. I actually still think about it all the time <laughs> right it's yeah. like you know have a little mystery so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't uncover the fact that he was unbelievably bizarrely wealthy oh, until wow. I pulled up in front of his house which uh, there was a gate and a like crazy giant doors and this ridiculous staircase to get to the door I was it was nuts and Nutty. I had no idea wow Oh, cool. I love that image, though. Right? Who doesn't, right? It's like, oh, wait, this is Roger's house? I must be at the wrong place. I, I don't know where did I am. Did you think you were at the right I place? Did. Did I did. I did not. No, I didn't know what was going on. And and I was really, um, yeah, I was I was completely, um, it I was like, almost embarrassed. Wow, I don't know. Like, right? I wasn't like, sure what to do. <laughs> I'm like, do I knock? Do I call him? Like, right. is there a doorbell? I don't know. Is there going to be a really butler? Wild. Like, I'm, t I'm sweating. Can't wait to find out how I'm you decide to end this relationship. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, oh, it's great. so far, I get it is, right? Like, stick with us, people. Yeah. False. So, anyways, we, we have an amazing dinner. Right. And I am beyond charmed. I'm like, holy shit. I had some kind of weird cosmic 
jackpot because this this is like four dates in probably so I had no idea and I already liked him a lot yeah, like yeah. You know, I thought it was beautiful wow. and, and sensitive totally. and interesting and mm. worldly and family oriented and had his own business mm-hmm. um, and um, we had a date one night so I'm a single mom I'm a working mom he's a doctor he was late to pick me up and if you're a single Six mom, weeks in? Or, or me? how many weeks in again? I, we're, we're I mean, a it's couple it's months. Couple months. Exactly, in. right? Yeah. Six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks in. That's, that's serious. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We're eight e- weeks we're now into yeah. we know each other. And right? you know we'll show up on time or something, we'll give a call. Or give a call. That's right. right. So I and I remember that particular night. It's funny, I can remember the dress I wore, you know, I was like at that two month point. Like I really want to wow this guy. He's wowed me like you know, I can, I'm going to wow him with a fabulous, I'm going to show up. He's going to pick me up and he's just not even going to want to have dinner. So, um, he's late. I don't hear from him. And of all the nights of all the nights and my hair is gorgeous. He was over an hour late. So I'm pissed. And you were looking fantastic, ready to I kill it. I was really killing it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Shoes yeah. and everything. So, I, you know, I get in the car acting with grace. Like, that's my thing I've been trying to, to cultivate over decades. I look gorgeous. I think, okay, well, he can look at me and just at least take me in. I don't want to sit down and, and go full bitch mode. Doesn't even say, oh, my God, you, you look gorgeous. You smell gorgeous. I love your, your dress. is not nothing. Nothing. So essentially you're saying showing kind of disinterest and annoyed by the fact that he's he late? He didn't nail it. I was hurt. But nevertheless, I was like, I love the restaurant we were going to. Mm-hmm. You know, I was feeling myself. I was like, oh, look hot. Right. I'm not going to ruin this. Just don't ruin this night. I got to right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're right. two months in. It's like I don't have to, you know, set right. the thing on fire. That's smart. So we show up at the restaurant, downtown Boston, valet parked the car fabulous table upstairs of this restaurant we have to walk through the bar and i was feeling myself and and men were looking i'm sure you were looking (laughs) there's no doubt about it and everybody was looking and it was as hot as we thought um meanwhile raj has not said one word not you look gorgeous tonight nothing zero so we sit down um okay whatever order some wine What's the hurry? Yeah. Just drink the wine <laughs> and eat the salad <laughs> and enjoy the dinner. Give it a minute. Right. Give, Give it, it a minute. minute. Give it a minute is very much in the same category <laughs> right. as what's the hurry. So we sit down and he starts interviewing the server. Do you have blackened salmon? Now, we've been together six, eight weeks. We'd been out to dinner a number of times and it suddenly occurs to me, oh, my God. He always <laughs> orders blackened salmon. What is up with that? That's, That's a pretty safe bet on the menu normally, right? But th- it wasn't on the menu. Oh. There was no blackened salmon on the menu. So he, he didn't even open the and menu. And Raj doesn't even look at the menu, just says blackened salmon, Black please. Blackened salmon <laughs> and not please. No, not please. please. Oh. And then, you know, the waiter's like, well, let me go talk to the chef. And he comes back and said, I'm really sorry. Yeah, no, we're do doing it. a creme brulee salmon right, thing. Right, we don't do that. And he got really rude. So I'm like, ugh. you know, so I'm like, you know what? Mm. And so, the, again, we're four or five dates in. Mm. In these moments, I'm like, I, unless he does some kind of Hail Mary, 
I think I'm done with Raj. Like, it's just really wow. gross. Like, you How? pick me up late. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're late. Uh-huh. You'd say nothing about you know how I uh, how I showed right, up. Right. And you're really rude to a server. You right. know, I'm like a lot of my friends are servers, and uh, you know, like it's just not. Cool. It was like the record scratch, right? Is that what? Yes. It was? It was yes. Like, <laughs> 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 it's like, yeah. And it was like off. So bad. How so, weird is that? It's so weird. So how weird, and that's so abrupt. It was I mean, abrupt. Like, you're like right in the midst of what could be the magic. Right. And now you're like 180. Yeah. I think in that moment I was like, this is how this person is. First of all, I'm a foodie. I'm not going to sit with someone and watch them eat blackened salmon as we travel the world. (laughs) (laughs) No, not doing it. That's on the list of the no go. (laughs) I'm sorry. I need somebody with a little bit more culinary (laughs) epicurean experience than just that. Mix it up. It wasn't cool. Everything just didn't feel sexy at all about that night. It was like it was a scratch of the record. It was a And so you knew, you knew. I knew. So, Hmm. yeah, so he drove me home and, you know, he got ready to get out of the car like he was going to sleep over. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm really (laughs) tired. (laughs) Really now? He was like, you're like, oh, you can go ahead. Go out home tonight. You leave the car on. I think I have a sick stomach. (laughs) I should have had the blackened salmon. (laughs) Oh, man, I bet you didn't say that, but that's always what I want to say. I I wish I would have said that. But, yeah, yeah. no, he was kind of shocked. He's like, okay, well, I'll call you tomorrow Hmm. for, for brunch. I said, all right, sure. So he calls me the next day, and I, and I broke up with him. That he, day? Yes. And he mm. was completely shocked. Mystified. And, and it was, I would say, about two months of him calling mm. and asking questions, like mm. interviewing me about explain why. And mm. and when at one point I did actually say to him, you know, it, it's, it really, I thought it was really not mindful or present of you when I got in the car to not say, oh, you look beautiful tonight. Right. And he said to me, oh, I thought you were above that, Alyssa. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Raj, well, woman. no woman, woman. <laughs> is ever above being told that she looks yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And but we're fantastic. at the beginning of a relationship. Right. It's not going to get any better. It's a really strong point here, right? What's it going to look right. like in six months? Wow. How fast did you calculate that in your head about what it might look like in six months? I mean, did you visualize it and be like, here's what it would be like to live with Raj? Or you're just like, no, I think I, I did. did I, think I, I think sitting across from him at the table listening to the mm. words, blackened <laughs> salmon, blackened salmon. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is going to be every time. And I love, I love dining. Like, right. I love that experience. Right. That's like delightful for me and that's exploring food yeah, and with your partner exactly okay. he, he just sucked that whole joy out of the whole <laughs> restaurant for me <laughs> like, i'm so like oh man i don't need another one of these you wow. know but oddly enough even though we didn't share a long time together he sent me happy birthday for i swear to you like the next 10 years of my Holy life moly that's yeah. a nice little ad on yeah. there right that yeah. raj was just like so impressed that you had enough integrity and grace and you know wouldn't be you know uh bourgeois by the all of the wealth to not just take him at, at who he is and and to make your own mind up early on Something, whether or not he yeah. was i don't know what but he he was pretty yeah i made an impression on him yeah so that's, neat that's and it was over and that was that and that's clean no, right? no need to continue exactly this. right yeah. and so you know um a lot of people say love hard right there's all this i mean meaning like you know put it all in right like and you yeah. were feeling that, that that compatibility moment wasn't happening there right and that could have been timing too it kind of falls into another aspect of why we break up relationships or why they don't work is maybe raj is like the guy now that 
could have been the guy then. Who knows, right? Possibly. But the timing wasn't there. Right. And so between the compatibility, and I, you know, I really believe in that, right? That's a big piece in our and what what uncovers in our relationships when you said we kind of give it a trial. Mm-hmm. In a couple of years, you start to really understand how compatible you are with somebody. And right? I think um, as you get older, if you're single, um, that if you do some really good personal inventory, you can uncover ahead of time what you know for sure would be a good compatibility yes. department and yeah. what for sure would not. And you don't need all of them, right? No, I mean, no, there's, no. there's books out there. I remember there was like one I liked. It was called like 12 Steps of Compatibility. And I read a lot of like, you know, relationship books. It's, it's something I'm into. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows why, <laughs> but I do. And so, uh, and here I am uh, talking on mixed messages. So, you know, one of them was, you know, like you know, the, a need for companionship is like a, a big thing mm. for people, right? And, you know, companionship is companionship, right? And it's, and it's actually tips us off on a little bit of why people stick together. So I think we'll come back around here, hopefully, yeah. when we start to really start explore the conversation of what also keeps people together, as I think companionship is a big one. So, but then there's also like, you know, me, I had to be big on aesthetic, right? Like, I like aesthetic. And so, um, you know, uh, that could throw me off in a compatible situation with a relationship, mm-hmm. right? If I've got uh, a relationship that is like picking all the wrong restaurants with all the wrong lighting for me <laughs> and trying to love me. I mean, if, if I can't see past the sensitivity yes. and the goofness and the dorkiness of it and I have so much other things compatible with her, yeah. then, you know, then and that's like something I'm really holding high on my need, right? Then all of a sudden I'm like, this is never going to work, right? You know, like, here's a little I funny story. I love that you just said I, I that. Have, I have a one-date like, story. So I'll throw it out there right yay. now. I just like, one date story. I never even thought about this, right? But it. so, yeah, there's just like, I was in New York City and it was an online dating thing. Profile mm-hmm. was awesome, right? So I'm thinking, whoa, this might be like worth pulling out some of the big guns for. So I get like a really <laughs> cool table at Nobu, right? Call my people up and I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to be bringing in like, you know, I got a little something tonight, you know. Can you hook me up with that back corner table, right? So I try to do like my whatever I had any access to at that time. But, and so we go meet at Nobu and we're sitting down. She's like, oh yeah, I'd really been wanting to come here. And, you know, I'm like, great. I'm glad we're here. And I'm feeling like, you know, I'm kind of I'm leading with, right? I'm yeah. obviously leading with, right? That's okay. And, um, but you know what threw me off? What? And it's, I think, kind of an aesthetic I thing. I can't wait. Oh, my so God. Excited. Are you excited to hear this? I can't believe it, too. <laughs> uh, she was telling me how she had lived in Japan for seven years with her ex-husband. So I was so interested. Because yeah. my son and I have a big fascination with Japan, and my younger son and I, and I love Japanese culture in many ways, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, she's like, I, you know, I loved it there. And then as I'm like, okay, what do you want to start with? And I'm like, I'm going to get the miso soup. And she says... What's miso soup? She did not. I swear to you. <laughs> she did it's not. It's honestly happened. <laughs> I can't even make this up. I mean, did I'm you just, fall out of your chair? I literally <laughs> went ghost. I think my face just went so white. I'm already very pale white man, by the way. But oh uh but yeah, I did. And I wow. you know, and I didn't mean to be judgmental. I didn't even know That's where okay. where I rabbit holed that. I just right? judged her. I'm seriously, <laughs> I literally just, it was like, it was, it was over before it began and yeah. we got through the dinner and then I'm like, let's go do the rooftop at the Gansevoort and you know, the meatpacking and we'll have a nice, nice, nice little nice. final drink, yeah. you know? And, uh, and she's thinking, oh, are you coming back to Queens with me or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, that's a no. Uh, nope. We won't be hanging out no, ever again. Miso. <laughs> Over you miso did not soup. know me at Miso. See what <laughs> this is, Heath and I. We should just do a podcast on what foods ruined relationships for Seriously, us. So far, we have it in my miso soup. Right. It's like an urban dictionary. <laughs> that's amazing. Poor dating I love stories. that. Yeah. So yeah, that was a one date. But that's an aesthetic thing. It's so an aesthetic it's also, thing, yeah. right? And it was yeah. like a depth thing and a range right. thing. Like I believe, like you know, we I kind of measure the world in these buckets of. 
understanding ourselves and understanding others. And of course, we don't have the answer. There's no true right or wrong. But like, you know, I can look at and I can spend some time with somebody and I can kind of understand what their EQ might be. Right. Right. I can understand that they might be high off, high off the roof of IQ, but very low EQ. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I could understand somebody who has unbelievable range. They've traveled all over the world. They've got incredible experiences that they've lived and, you know, uh, even wealth uh, I've, I've had an opportunity to date with and uh, yet they had in my opinion not enough depth right. for me yeah. right and so we couldn't dig deep in the ways that i needed to at that time right now mm-hmm. looking back maybe i would have stayed with some of those wealthy women right. you know <laughs> just oh, i could forfeit that depth i'll go <laughs> really? find that somewhere else right I mean, come on. Uh, but no i mean so i mean so i think capacity it, it falls in that same category right like there's just such yeah. a deep level of relationship capacity and those have moments seasons or lifetimes because mm-hmm. we change and we grow yeah. And if you can stay compatible with your partner and keep that love, you know, blooming, you know, by making the kind of deposits that those relationships, I think, require and, and growing with each other and accepting each other. And uh, then, you know, you know, there's no reason to break up. But I don't think that you and I are, are saying by, no, any, by any means no, that people should leave if these things all. come up. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I'm coming from a place of trying to understand myself through these conversations yeah, and and why Thank why you. do I end things? Maybe it is funny and ridiculous and. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with why I'm single again. Uh, <laughs> well, there's obviously been ends, right? <laughs> right. So it's uh, ended. Um, that, yeah. But my parents. Yeah, um, I wouldn't ask on that, right? Because your parents have been together for forever. 30 something or more. Uh, 30? 50, 54, 54 years. 54 years. And um, it's not like they've had this picture perfect, beautiful, no drama marriage. Uh-huh. I mean, 54 years. Think yeah. about it. There's just no way. Yeah, I mean, it, it can't be perfect. No, and my years. dad is, you know, a, a Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn guy. My mom grew up in Riverdale, but also uh, her family is very wealthy. And so she was born in Riverdale, but grew up in Venezuela. Her mm. father was a furrier mm. before he was something else. I can't even remember. But mm-hmm. but um, they came from very different backgrounds. Mm. And there was a lot of drama with that. Mm. And I can tell you, my dad and my mom are an incredible example of you don't have to let it go. I mean, they have, I don't even know what it is. Is it perseverance? Is it just, are they just tenacious? Are they, they just had so, I, I know after a while, they just had so much combined history that my dad, my dad's quote, he says <laughs> in his Brooklyn accent, you know, I can't do it. My brothers will kill me if they hear me try to do it. But yeah, <laughs> so don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do your dad's accent. Yeah, it's too early in the program. <laughs> so he's like, you know, he's like, you know, Alyssa, women are crazy, but I know your mother's crazy. I know you're crazy. I know your type of crazy, and I can make that compatible. We're just going to radically accept each other and make this thing work. Yeah, and I'm not going to um, say personal things about my parents because I, sure. I don't think that's fair. No, that's but I, yeah, but I will personal. say this. Um, my mom, she fights through life. My dad has not had an easy time with her. Mm. And my, my mother was a model when he met her. Mm-hmm. She was 16. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's like somebody that smoked cigarettes since she was 13. She mm-hmm. still smokes cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just a, she's a whole persona. Mm-hmm. And my dad is like, like the mm-hmm. Brooklyn Buddha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so they're like the most unlikely pair. They really, they really truly are. I think part of it is just basic codependency. Okay. You know, I mean, there's, there is that, right? There's I mean, that. that's a thing. Yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it works in, in, yeah, in this case. It yeah. does. <laughs> there's a sense with my dad that he's completely delighted by my mom. Mm. He was throughout mm. his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, the way he would laugh telling, you know, maybe a dark story about her with mm-hmm. like a glimmer in his eye. Like mm-hmm. there's a, 
my dad really, my dad is the ultimate acceptor of her. He loves her. Just in, radically in accepts. Yeah, but he your radically mother. loves her. And radically there loves is her. Definitely love there. Okay. And um, at, at some point in the past, I don't know, eight years or something, they did they did separate for a summer, mm-hmm. and my brother. And I rallied around my dad because mm. my mom was going through some some stuff, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. my dad needs some support. And we were helping him. We're like, Dad, you're my dad's amazing. He's yeah. like in great shape. That's awesome. He's almost seventy five. He's like super active. He's funny. And Can't wait to meet him. He's great. Yeah. He's a great guy. So yeah. we're like, Dad, you, you're gonna clean up in Naples. You don't understand. Like you. Oh wow. Yeah. Like, right. What yeah, do you yeah, want to yeah, date? Yeah, like so. Right, so yeah. we were like showing him. We're like, let's just pretend. Uh-huh. So we show him online. Let's play like, a little game. Like yeah. yeah. Like what he could date. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so we're trying to get him enthusiastic about it. And, um, you know, at one point, uh, him and I went out for dinner one night, and, and he said, you know, I, I looked, I looked, Lissa, and, you know, to be honest, all these women just, like, look like old broads to me. Ah. Like, he still sees my mom. Right, he like, that's the same woman. she is a model. One of the persons at least has to feel like they got lucky. And ideally, both. You know, that somebody got, got lucky. lucky. That it's that, you know? like, something like, yeah. ooh, 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 like, oh, my gosh. Like, really? you can hardly eat or exactly. sleep. You can't put your thumb on You're it. Like, There's no uh, way to describe it, really. But it's like, yeah, it's you know. It's that spark. And if you feel like you got lucky, it goes a long oh, way for wait. the existence of relationship. I love that. Yeah, you like that? I do I, too. I, want I had that. totally forgotten about that. That's I, want that. I know, right? Right? Somebody make me feel lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? I love that. <laughs> I Hold the calls, lucky. please. Hold the, we're not taking calls right now. Sorry. Um. <laughs> they say it's better it's better to be lucky than to be smart. <laughs> I love that. And and you know, going back on what I was saying about the uh you know, the compatibility thing, right? Just for a minute on that. I yeah. think you know, I learned a lot about that. So that if you prescribe to this one book of like the 12 steps of compatibility, there are people who are very fashionable, all right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of the aesthetic thing, right? But it's also materialistic is what they call it, you know? And it's like they have a high value for material. Right. And it's hard to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't value material with someone who highly values oh, material. Well, I don't think it works. Well, I mean, <clears throat> that's what the book says is that you can't, they're all going to work against you when you're not compatible. But if you have like four out of the 12, you could pull it off. If you've got like six... You know, you're probably, you could pull it off, right? There's lots of ways you could pull off a relationship for the rest of your life if you have the basic compatibility needs met, right? right. Or, or at least, you know, or I shouldn't say basic, the, an average of the 12 that serves you. Uh-huh. So for some couples who are definitely like, no, I need the guy to want to have the Tesla, Right. I mean, right. that's what I'm. I'm, or, I'm or, you know, uh, a man or, that needs a woman to be completely done up. I actually or had somebody exactly pick me that, up from right? a date once at my house. And um, rang the doorbell. I was like, okay. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I I, got I thought here we had early. a date tonight. No, he goes, I, 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 I got here early. I got here early. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no I'm ready. This is, me ready. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like, wow. Okay, this is not. <laughs> this is not gonna work out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And by the way, I never look schleppy. It's just exactly, you know, it of course, right? And so, so there's the other side of it, right? Where there's like um, um, this this need to get out and do culture, right? And so like you know they want to go to art gallery showings. They want to go when they go on vacations. They want to go to the Louvre, and yeah. they want to they want to see all the things. And then their partner is like, no, I want to read. I, I'm just going right. to go crawl into. Well, it's the difference between uh, travelers and vacationers. That's what I say. Okay, right. So there's like all these different. Like I said, it's a whole matrix of compatibility that can and will serve and support a relationship. But I will say that also, I think a pretty powerful thing that I've learned in my life from, you know, uh, having alcoholics in my family everywhere. You know, from my father to my grandmother, my father's side to my. I mean, I've experienced a lot of alcoholism in my life, and I think that you know, in that end, uh, you know, addiction 
can be also a pretty powerful abrupt ending absolutely to a relationship right or, or a long drawn or out ending right like you know like any addiction yeah. whatever it is drugs and alcohol anything right it's like you know it's like the addiction can tear apart a relationship that that's absolutely. an ending that's a whole show it's a whole show unto itself that's a right whole but, but it would just but be, yes. <laughs> be a miss if we didn't bring yes. it up and no, you're, I, to I'm drop glad in there. you brought that up it was important i actually had i can tell the whole story now but just um in between my two marriages i had a six-year uh relationship and um, it ended due to uh, addiction mm, right. on his end. And so. it's so easy to see, right? And yeah. everybody knows why. And it's 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 painful, right? And, it's and so, very and painful. actually, maybe to bring it back around, right? Like, I'm, you know, me grieving the death of my dear friend. We can grieve when relationships are ending, right? I mean, oh, there, we know that that's a place where you grieve too, right? It's not so obvious that you just go, oh, let's. You know, we're not. We're not illogical people, right? No. These are. These are. This is matters of the heart, and so these are hard choices to make. Oh, to say, really hard. I mean, some of the most difficult choices of your life, right? It's, it's the death of a, of a death, dream of right? a, of a Love relationship and loss, of a right? yeah, yeah, and I, and, um, and I think what's true for both a death of a friend, a loved one, mm-hmm. and um, the ending of a relationship is is they're all very different on the duration of how how long you need to grieve, right. um, how you choose to grieve. Yeah, the depth um, of your grief. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've yeah, you exactly. know, in, in all of those relationships, I had very different. I grieve very differently. And, yeah. Um, and I know people that never get over somebody. Yeah. I mean, there's that too. Absolutely and, right. Um. So I've seen that. So yeah, this has been grief. Can I you imagine not getting over somebody your entire life or a breakup that yeah, you wish never happened? I've, s- I've seen it. I know I have too. Um. So yeah, I feel like this entire episode was really about letting go in, in various forms. Letting go when we don't have a choice mm. because somebody's passed away maybe having the courage to let go and then right, maybe just add that right like yes let it, let you, oh it that takes, takes a lot immense of courage, courage yeah. to make a decision to let go in your life you yeah. know if you're the one who has and to make I think that, it, res- that that decision yeah and i think it takes a lot of courage to in some cases to keep going to hang on and i think it takes the most courage right like <laughs> i mean i like i love that courage right yeah. and i hope we blow a lot of wind and and winning couples sales who are knowing that they're in in it to win it with each other and they're sending mixed messages that are self-sabotaging their relationship and we can maybe help them remove some of that or they can help themselves remove some of it in any ways by just tuning in and helping a little bit right or you know chiming in with us i right? love it That's because great. i would like to see more relationships win it from these conversations i would like to than, see you know all of a, our relationships creating a domino effect right <laughs> you know of like oh wow i finally got you know i feel courageous enough to break up with my <laughs> girlfriend now or my boyfriend now right? right like you know it's like i mean yeah, but again that is also we don't want to silently suffer we don't want to be alone you know with another person there's we know when something is maybe too codependent or it's mm-hmm. abusive or it's you know it's 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 not healthy right and then i guess that's one of the biggest reasons why right? you have to do a health check right on your relationships and wherever they're at you and raj you do the health check and you're like ah, this is not going to feel healthy and you know right. much more long you know this was supposed to be the best it can get Right. My health, my health read on this is not going to be that this is going to be a fun and happy and healthy relationship. Exactly. And so you made a quick call. I did. And some calls are easy to make, and some calls aren't. And you know, some of our audience might be here going, "Holy moly, I'm in a 
you know, multi-year relationships and I'm deeply, profoundly in love with this person, but I might be having to make this call yes, right now. Yes, because of right? logistics or because yeah. of addiction or because, any of it, right? Yeah. because of aesthetics. Or there or might be some daters out there who are just like, my gosh, I just, and I'm literally trying to decide whether or not I'm going to reply to that guy on Bumble tonight, right? Like, yeah. I'm just thinking, like, I'm just not f- picking up what he's putting down or she's putting down and I'm just going to, like, now no that settling. I think about it, there's no Don't settling. Settle. Right? Yeah, exactly. No settling. Right. Uh, and I, I guess... Maybe to leave it with a little something here on the end too for that I I came out of this and I was reminded one of my one of my dear friends walking, you know he did give me some great advice over the years on many different pla- in phases of my life and one of them is is um, the door you know locks from the inside when you're in relationship right nobody's locked in and I think that's a super trap in relationship that really harms the idea of relationship right mm-hmm. that you lock yourselves in safely from the inside you know. And that if you get over that trapped mentality and realize that you can unlock the door anytime you want and leave and that you and your partner choose each other, whether it be you choose each other daily, whether it's like you choose each other for life, but you check in every quarter, I don't know, check in every year, check out on your anniversary, are we still good? But at the end of the day, you choose each other and you're not trapped. And so the door locks from the inside. You can... You can make your choices to know when and that when when it's the end or whether I want to choose it to move forward. Absolutely. Great. I love it. What a cool conversation. Thanks. Heath. Yeah, that was fun. I loved it. All right. It was really good. All right. So I guess that's a wrap. I think I think so. I'll see you guys next time. Excellent. All right. Bye. Bye.